someday soon, if I lose my job, you know, because there are no cancers, there are no seniors, there are no... I think I would be fine with it. I think I'd be probably be able to find a, some... I'll find something. That was Bertha Fajardo, the San Francisco Giants Manager of Community and Family Programs. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, we bring you writers, photographers, musicians, and other San Franciscans talking about living, working, and doing their thing here. It's a way to get to know your neighbors. And we have a special announcement for you this week. We're wrapping up the first season of the podcast next week. To celebrate the end of season one and to kick off season two, we're hosting a two-day event in November called Two Storied Nights. The first night will be an art opening, and the second night will be a spoken word and music event with DJs, dance, and beer and wine. Tickets are up now on Eventbrite, and we'll be releasing more details in the coming weeks. Welcome to episode 48, part one. In this podcast, Bertha talks about growing up a baseball fan, thanks mostly to her dad and uncle's love of the game. She started working for the Giants in 1997 and has been with the club ever since. Here's Bertha. My dad um, was a big fan of... uh baseball in general he really you know was a big Giants fan but also he's he was a fan of the of the game in general so whoever was playing you know great at the time you know hey let's go Um, he offered us the opportunity to go to games in the summer so both Giants and A's games so um, there's where I developed my love for the game and um, my one of my brothers was an A's fan the rest of us were Giants fans so we got to see Tito Fuentes Vita Blue Raleigh Fingers you know those guys come up and you know cheer for them and you know see them play the game. Yeah. Um, Were you in school at the time? Like a I was in grammar school. Grammar school. You know, so, so this we would, summers were a so big the deal. summers were a big deal. So summers meant going to Giants games, yeah. day games, because night games were a little too cold. And so we would go to A's games in the evening because the weather was always cool, uh, warmer. Mm-hmm. So that was our summers, you know, and it you know kind of grew into me and you know. As if, as as I was growing up, I would come to games with my friends. Mm-hmm. After you know, we were like, ah, I don't want to do anything with the folks. Yeah. Now it's time to go with our friends. So we would uh, go to games in the summer. Um, sometimes in the summer on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, then school started, and you know, se- the baseball off. season would be over anyway. So, sure. but it was when a lot of fun. When you were going to school as a or going to games as a teenager. Were you paying attention to the games? I was because my dad really made us pay attention yeah, to the games. Yeah. So it wasn't around just sitting around or whatever. We had to pay attention to the game. Yeah. And then we had to, you know, respect the team who won mm-hmm. because they played better. Mm-hmm. Not because, you know, they're our home team. I mean, it had a little to do with that. But, you know, my dad was like, you know, you're going to cheer for the team who played really good, mm-hmm. who played well that day, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, we had to make sure sh- we we had to pay attention at least when we were with our parents right we were as i got older and we came with friends it was where are we going to get the where can we get a hot dog yeah where can we get nachos or an icy that was pretty much our um that was what we looked forward to it's always to be expected i mean teenagers their the attention spans are all over the place it all and it all changes as you get older but then i'm guessing you then you came back as you got older you came back to going to games and Yes, going to games. For the games. Yes, going to games as a fan and going to games as a member of the Giants is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to kind of 
you know, you're, you're of course cheer for the team, but you also you know, have a job to do. So um, those days at Candlestick when we used to have a lot more day games, you know, we'd go down there to afford us to go watch a game during our lunch hour for get a couple innings in and get back to our desk. And, you know, we used to do that here, but, you know, it just... There's just so much going on now yeah. that it just you just don't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> and more responsibility for more you. More responsibility, absolutely. <laughs> my dad and my uncles would come to games at, you know, at, they went over to, um, well, before it was, before Candlestick, it was, oh, uh, God, now. Seal Stadium. Seal Stadium. Yeah. So they would go there, and then, of course, Candlestick was built, so they'd go to Candlestick. My dad was of the generation of the Felipe Alus, all the Alou brothers, so... He was able to see them play out in the outfield. Um, Tito, all of these greats, my dad was part of, mm-hmm. um, and so it was it was great when I, you know, when I started working here. He was like, "Oh my God, you're part of, you know, our history of of our community." Yeah, and uh, as a fan, he's, you know, um, so yes, yeah, so he we got it a lot from him. But yeah. you know, my dad was you know Felipe and. That generation. Yeah. And so when Felipe became our manager in 2003 after Dusty Baker left, um, it was great. My father was very excited mm-hmm. because, again, it was that generation and somebody who we watched play when he was younger. I'm sure you and got to, to meet him. And oh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. then to see, you know, have him come back and see him again all these years later, mm-hmm. I think was pretty amazing. Yeah. Because you Giants have done it all, really. <laughs> <laughs> really have I mean but still we're as fans we're still spoiled yeah like, we are come on and then Third you know place. <laughs> exactly and some of these kids nowadays you know they don't know who Felipe was they were right. probably you know some of them obviously weren't born yet when Felipe played I mean or they were just little you know toddlers probably when Felipe was our manager mm-hmm. and these th- this generation now that's kind of you know older now and you know really getting into the baseball and so forth so it's mm-hmm. fun I mean even Bobby Bonds and some of the folks remember some of our fans will remember him mm-hmm. and oh, he's not just also Barry Bonds' father but he was also you know part of Giants history a very good player mm-hmm. in his own right oh yeah. yeah oh yes and you know we as Barry was being honored two weeks ago you know he did talk a little bit of he talked a lot about his father and how he's you know missing him and how he's sorry he's not here to, to be part of all yeah. this but he is I think he is. I think everyone is. All of our giants that have played both in all our fields are still here. Mm-hmm. In many ways, they're good ghosts, but they're you know they're good ghosts to have because yeah. you could feel their energy. Yep. So I started with the Giants. My Giants career started in 1997. So okay. we were at Candlestick mm-hmm. for two years, and then in 2000 we opened this beautiful ballpark known as AT&T Park, mm-hmm. but was had two other names beforehand before yes. that. So. Mm. Yes, it did. But you know, now looking at uh, looking at everything, I sometimes sit back and I think, "Wow, this happened." And example was when we had Barry Bonds's uh, jersey retirement mm-hmm. just two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and looking at all of the home run ticker flashbacks, and and I thought, "Wow, I was actually here for most of those yeah. that were here played at the ballpark." Hundreds, yes, literally, like. and not only his, but also other memorable moments. You know, Jonathan Sanchez's no hitter, Matt Cain's perfect game. Were you here for both? Um, I was actually here for Jonathan Sanchez's Matt Cain's. I was home on my couch, but really, you know, watching it. Yeah, I remember texting Chelsea Kane, his wife, on a couple. Th- we were working on uh, a project or a fundraiser. We were just kind of bouncing off ideas, and as the game 
was going and going and I said, oh my God, I'm going to let you go because I'm getting nervous and I'm sure you're getting nervous too for your husband. So, um, and you didn't want to be the jinx. And I didn't want to be the jinx because I, yes, exactly. (laughs) Because I was distracting his wife. And so I, you know, look at it later and think, wow, what another memorable milestone that we've had, you know, to record in not only our memory book, Mm -hmm. but, um, also on, in everything. Yeah. It's been pretty fun, yeah. you know, watching all that. And it's also to the times where we're not doing that great. We're not, you know, we're losing and, you know, they're just as memorable too. You know, yeah. it's another season, you know, you see the guys battling, you know, trying to stay healthy and, you know, and, you know, play the game. But sometimes, you know, it's just not, it's just not meant to be. Yeah. There's a lot that our guys do and that's great. You know, it's a lot of these guys have been touched, you know, their families or they have been touched by cancer, HIV, you know, losing a parent, a friend, a sibling. So um, it's great to be able to have their support as well as their wives and sometimes our parents too. Um, We get to meet with these guys in February when they come out for FanFest. We don't have a lot of time, but, you know, we we do do our homework. We do read up on what they, you know, coming from former teams, what they like to do. And we speak with them for a few minutes. Hey, you know, we'll reach out to you and and we'll spend some time with you in Scottsdale in Arizona when we go down and kind of go one-on-one and they let us know what they want to do, what they kind of, what they've been working with and what programs they've been supporting. So we just kind of link them up, you know, once the season starts, but you know, a lot of our guys are very supportive of all of our programs, you know, support our junior giants program. Um, It's great to see that we, during the season, we have clinics, we've got, you know, we're going to, to schools, we're going to hospitals and, all of them are, you know, love to help out, you know, and, and like I said, some of them have lost a family or a friend. Jeff Samarja lost his mother to breast cancer very young. And so he's always there to help, you know, to support, to meet with children, to meet with families who've, you know, very, you know, it's great to see that. And over the years, we've had not only our you know, players now, but also our alumni, Orlando Cepeda, you know, our Hall of Famer, our baby bull. Mm-hmm. Um, who's also a resident of the Bay Area, you know, have suffered a heart attack, you know, this off season. We didn't think we were going to have him with us. And, you know, through the positive prayer and, and just Orlando being overall healthy, um, you know, is back. And he, we're slowly integrating him back to the community. And we were very blessed to have him. Yeah. And, um, you know, always, you know, one of our Hall of Famers that was always, you know, busy and ages. Age is nothing, like they say, age is nothing but a number. And it yeah. surely is because some of these alumni that we have are, I think they're in better shape than most of us. Yeah. And they're, you know, in their 80s. Yeah. And to see them out there supporting and, you know, signing autographs and meeting with the kids or seniors, it's great. Yeah. They, you know, it keeps them, Orlando says it keeps them young at heart. And I truly believe that. So, you know, we keep them just as, just as busy as well. And, you know, the programs that they like to support. Um, Orlando is supports everything across the board and there's a senior center across the street so um that has they have uh, meals on wheels it provides meals to these seniors and very active very happy seniors and 
um, Orlando's joined the, the cause and has been over there to deliver meals and become very good friends with some of the seniors there. And they come out now sometimes to watch the game with him as his oh, guests. Great. So it's a lot of fun to see them. I was going to ask if you ever see, you know, if when he goes to visit, are you, are you yes. ever there to see? We the are there. Yes. The reaction, the, the friendships that are formed, not only with them, but with us. Um, and supporting these organizations. And we bring our photographers, we bring our camera crew, because a lot of times we like to incorporate a story behind it mm-hmm. and, um, and follow up a year later or what have you and, and see that the friendship, what we've formed, yeah. you know, in the f- as far as a friendship, you know, and awareness, mm-hmm. because that gets our word out and gets our fans out mm-hmm. and having them, you know, having them out and helping and contributing some in some way so that's 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 our job this year was our 25th anniversary of um partnering up with until the secure foundation and um that was one of the you know one of the great memories that sticks in my head because um it was my second season at the with the giants and i you know moved over to community relations full-time and we were you know doing our aids awareness day and you know um kind of all the, the logistics that go with it and um, I remember my responsibility that one that our day that we had it was meeting with the kids from Camp Sunburst, which is a camp for children who have HIV AIDS. Okay. And I thought, you know, these kids are probably not going to live to to be, you know, an adult, or they're going to have all these challenges. And you know, I'm happy to report that, from what I understand, a lot of these kids are thriving awesome. now and ad- adults. And so we've come a long way, and you know with HIV, you know, cancer awareness, some of these things and some of these causes that you really, you know, are fighting for because they affect your fans. You know, it's actually affected some of our front office staff too. We've lost some staffers to to cancer, to heart disease. And it's, you know, we are a family. I mean, I have to say that I spend more time with my colleagues and I do my own family. (laughs) So, um, it's tough. Yeah. It's really emotional. And, but, you know, we're here to, to raise awareness and to see what we can do ourselves to prevent, you know, families or friends to feel, you know, be in the positions we have. So yeah. uh, my, my thing is just, it great, brings me a lot of, you know, joy to be able to, to support these causes awesome. because I don't know, I'm future. I could be afflicted with sure. something. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's great to be able to, to do that. And we've had a lot of our players to support as well and their wives. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we'll see, you know, later on, we hope that, uh, we hope that it's some one day, someday soon, if I lose my job, you know, because there are no cancers, there are no seniors, there are no, I think I would be fine with that. I think I'd be probably be able to find a, some, I'll find something, Yeah. but if it means losing my job because we've cured cancers and we've cured homelessness or we've cured, I think I would, I would be fine with yeah. that. Because that means one less person or people suffering. To me, it's more of a, you know, it's, it's more than a job. It's memories. It's friendships. It's being able to put my mark on a program or, or um, you know, a memory. Um, it's so much. You know, I look back at it now and think about it sometimes. You know, I'm thinking, I've been here 21 years and... I've been able to work with some great folks and, you know, come up with these great ideas and for events and for, you know, um, awareness days. And 
that's pretty great, you know, especially when we have anniversaries of our partnerships with some of these organizations. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at it now and some of, our, some of these um, organizations are, you know, hey, you know, we're close to finding a cure to, to this or to that, you know, cystic fibrosis. They are on the platform of finding a cure now for. So for me to say, wow, you know, this is, I was able to see that. I was able to be part of that, you know, that's pretty great. You know, I've, um, that's what I love about what I do. Is and it a dream job? Yes, it, it, it's a job. It's hard work. It, it requires a lot of walking around and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of detail and like any other job. A lot of hustle. A lot of hustle, but it's a lot of fun too. Cause you know, when I'm running around, I could kind of like put my head down and look in and see what's happening on the field and just know that you know it's it's a game but you know baseball's changed a lot so many and a lot of us the sports have changed it's in many ways now but uh baseball's always gonna be fun check back thursday for part two from bertha fajardo music for this episode is by otis mcdonald aka joe bigale film photography is by michelle kilfeather you can follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our website, which has all the episodes and a store where you can help support the podcast by buying some of our stuff, is storiedsf.com. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Send comments and suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.